0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the conversation piece with your host, Akila. Ready? Let's go. Talk with a fellow writer and poet, Olivia Muhammad. But my voice for this interview was raw, and I was in a weird headspace from the night before. I watched the Sandra Bullock movie, The Unforgivable, on Netflix, and the movie triggered me in a way I didn't see coming. I hadn't cried like that in a while, and it concerned me why I was so emotional. Maybe it was the fact that in the movie, Bullock's character was a woman recently released from prison and she needed to reintegrate herself back into society. And recently I volunteered as part of a homeless challenge back in late November 2021. And so I saw what people experience trying to just survive and the barriers that one has to jump to survive. And so... Like I said, my voice was raw for this interview and uh, my energy was kind of weird. But Olivia quickly put me at ease and calmly put my nerves to rest. I found her to be a patient and attentive listener with a gentle spirit. The moment I found out you were a writer, I wanted to talk with you. Toni Morrison was known to write from her body our bodies have memories to share, and so everyone has a story to share. Would you mind sharing your story of what you were like as a child and your journey towards Al Islam?
1: Yeah, well, um, my childhood was, you know, typical, you know, nothing that, that was really amazing. And, um, but the point of the period of coming into um, Al Islam, I was pretty much in my, uh, a young adult. And, um, and I guess like most people who, um, embrace a, a religion or a new religion, basically to find something or they're looking for something different or something new, um, something that would, excuse me, enhance or change their lives, um, for better, of course. And, um, and the change, I guess for me was not a very difficult one. So, um, and I think sometimes the, um, the, um, the senses that we have, uh, at least three of them anyway, plays a big part in, and had played a big part in my acceptance and you know, what I saw, okay, my vision, what I heard, and, and what I might physically be able to do to help um, within that cycle of, of, of this religion of Islam. Uh, and and to help myself to improve myself and to and to um, you know, make my years or make my life conform, you know, to a, into a better way of life. So I had no I had no qualms about um, accepting Islam, and um and once um I took that step, I you know alhamdulillah luck and say um, I've never looked back.
0: Oh no, were you um my mom before she converted? She was in, she was a Baptist, and I've heard. I think Brother Imam said once he was, he was even a Buddhist at one point. <laughs> I see on YouTube, they're like, they're called reverts, but were you in a, in a different religion before Islam? Um, no, 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 I was um,
1: just a regular person, you know, going through life, you know, uh, worked at a certain you know age in my life and, and did the basic, what we call the typical norm things that most people do. And religion pretty much was not so much a part of that. Now, I, what, mean, some, I mean, some people, some children come out of families where the parents are, or the, you know, a parent or the parents, you know, are very religious. And, um, you know, and the child, they may go to church once, you know, we go or wherever they may go. In my life, that pretty much wasn't the case. I've gone to church, um, but it wasn't, a place that I even thought about seeing myself in down the future. I was not connected in that way with the, with the church. And then I was I was younger then, so. But then once reaching adult age, you know, church was just not um, in the cards, I guess.
0: You now, because one thing I like about Islam is that it makes you think. You question. You just question stuff. Not that there's anything wrong with questioning, but you just think about stuff. But um, I know that you're a teacher what grade do you teach
1: elementary oh preschool through fifth grade oh yeah,
0: yeah my mom my mom yeah my mom taught that grade when she was in school yeah <laughs> that was, is it fun at that age when is it
1: yeah it's you know it's nice it's um depending it depends on what kind of class you get you oh. know and how many children you might have so i mean 22 kids is a lot and if it's kindergarten that's a lot of kids and if it's fifth grade, definitely a lot of a lot of kids because, you know, over the years, kids kids change and their attitudes change. And, and so you're dealing with something totally totally different when you get between third, fourth, and fifth grade.
0: Are you, you know. in there by yourself? Is there a teacher's aid? Because 22 no, kids. No
1: teacher's aid.
0: You're in there by yourself by with 22 myself. kids? Yes, ma'am. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> yes, ma'am. So, again, it depends on what kind of class you walk into. And sometimes it's very good, depending on the teacher and how she conducts her class and, and her students. You can have a great day, though some will test the waters, mm-hmm. um, you know. And um, but you, you you manage. You find a way to to manage, you know. And I and I've been doing this for what 24 years now. So you find different techniques and how to. Um, you know, deal with certain
0: behavioral problems and what's your you know. what's your techniques? my mom my mom, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. she it was funny, they gave her the quote unquote problem kids, but mm-hmm. when they were in her class, they weren't they weren't a problem anymore. It's mm-hmm. like she set a certain tone, a certain mm-hmm. expectation for them. Now yeah, she used candy and treats, you know, mm-hmm. she played as psychology, like mm-hmm. but like what's your teaching style?
1: Oh, um, well, my rule is oh well, my my um Position is always, um, you know, respect, you know, when you come into a classroom, you know, and um, and setting the the, um, the theme or the tone for the day, mm-hmm. you know, especially, particularly if I know there may be one or two that could get a little, you know, out of sorts and, and cause a disruption. So, you know, in the early morning, we have a, I call a five-minute chat, you know, and, Set the rules. Let them know what's going to happen today. You know, and um, what they're going to do today. What I expect of them, and you know, and what they can expect of me, and uh, and and set the day you know that way. So anything after that, um, if there's a situation, and I know the the um, buildings that I've worked in, the staff has always has always been very supportive. So if there is a situation. I'll, I can say, you know, you can take your hat and coat, go down to the office and, you know, and, oh. and, um, and I'll let them know you're on your way. If you can not follow the rules, then see so, and that's how that goes. Oh. <laughs> so, so I know some people may tolerate and just keep putting up with the, you know, disruptions and, you know, approach them right. And, and, you know, you're not harsh and, and, um, and yelling and I'm not a yeller, you know, and threatening and all that. So there's a way to reach, reach, you know, some children, you know, because I always have to remember, you know, they come out of houses sometimes first thing in the morning. You don't know what goes on in the house, Mm -hmm. you know, and they may come in hungry. They may come in tired, you know, from being up late and, and whatever goes on in in the morning. So you have to be kind of, I know, thoughtful of that too, and patience, patient with them, and try to find out what their what their situation might be for that morning, and um, you know, and just try to help. You know, just so it's not a, about well, you're doing this wrong, get out of my room. It's not like that. It's you know, trying to assess what the problem might be and and um, handle it from that point, so there's no other need to get. You know, um, administration involved if it's a problem that can be settled. You know, and most times they, you know, children realize when you're being kind and trying to help them. They 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 can sense that. You know, and then later they'll come back and they put their arms around you and say, (laughs) "So that's the best part." Have a little more compassion for them, and I think for me, you know, I can speak for anyone else, but I know for me, you know, being in Islam. You know that that is just you know um, there you know mm. and uh, and and we try to demonstrate you know compassion for each other you know whether it's children or you know Muslims in general or anybody mm. you know we try to walk that route first and feel what they what they're feeling and realize you know what their situation might be you know and if we're in a position you know, to help, you know, whether it's just a few words or, you know, buying, getting the child something to eat or whatever it might be, you know, we do that first, you know, and, and it, it seems to work. I think children are more receptive to kindness than they are to, um, you know, threatening and, you know, and, and all that kind of, you know, thing there. So, and, uh, and it comes, it, you know, for Muslims, it, it comes naturally, I think.
0: How do you get into, you um... I know sometimes when I do write, I have to be in a certain headspace or whatever. Do you write every day? Yeah, I've day?
1: seen you. You had a book at there. Yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I wanted, there was a page in there. I can't tell you what number page it was, <laughs> but I wanted to ask you about that. And, um, but I, I hadn't, got, hadn't oh, gotten you, a chance you read a,
0: to. I wrote that hmm? with my best friend, Cece.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I, I'm. I'm you know, I was looking through it. So yeah.
0: oh. <laughs> that was just. That was yeah. just. I didn't. I wrote it, and didn't edit it. I just what I was feeling at the time just wrote it, and a lot mm. of it was written like, between like two thousand three, two thousand eight. This has mm. been a while. Mm. Typically, when I, when I do write, I don't. I try not to edit myself too much. Mm-hmm. I just, that's what I'm feeling at the time. That's what I'm feeling at the time.
1: So is that, so do you write basically based on what you're feeling and and it kind of just, does it come out um, to what you expect it to come out? Does it does it express, your, the, the words, does
0: it express what you might actually be feeling? Sometimes, yes. yes or I'll observe something and then I'll write about it. Like... If I saw, like, you know, like a homeless person at the park, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, if I don't have anything like to write, or if I don't have my phone to capture it, I'll just like take like a mental snapshot of it and then go and write. And mm-hmm. then from there, I might edit myself, but but and then at that moment, I'm more careful mm-hmm. because I'm trying to I'm trying to like think back, think back, trying to like get the mm-hmm. the imagery and the, um, the, the you know the emotions of what I was feeling at the time. From mm-hmm. there, but when I'm just like when I free write, I'm just. Whatever's out, out.
1: So you're so more inclined to write about the events of what's going on in the community or yeah. the world, individual people, as you just yeah. mentioned. If you, you know, see a homeless person, or yeah. and.
0: But when I do write fiction, like mm-hmm. when I'm do like creative writing and short stories, mm-hmm. I'm more structured that way. Okay. Okay. So I was with a part of a group, um, what, maybe two years ago, mm-hmm. we had writing challenges mm-hmm. and um, had to do like so many. Uh, words and uh, we're given a subject. That was fun, mm. um, but I found the structure that way. But mm. yeah,
1: how long does it take you to complete one poem? Oh, or yeah, um, it depends. Sometimes it'll take me. It depends. And how many verses? How many
0: um, stanzas would it have? I try not to limit myself. I just I don't even know what that's called. Just 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 write. Okay. No, I don't know what a stanza is, I just, but sometimes I don't, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Is it better to follow a certain structure?
1: Well, um, you know, there's, there's free writing, they call it, um, and, and it's line by line by line mm-hmm. by line. And then to break it up into stanzas, usually it's you know, four sentences,
0: mm-hmm. you know, uh,
1: to each. Some may call it a paragraph, but yeah. But the stanzas in poetry they call it stanzas. So four lines. It could be five lines if you know, if you so will. But um, but yeah, so I find that for me it's, it's easier to, to read, you know? Oh. It's easier to read and 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 the first and second sentence usually are actually as one and this third and fourth sentence kinds of sum, sums up the first two. So it all the, the, fir, the oh, okay. all four goes together, and then the next stanza, you know, takes me into a, a different um, idea, I guess, of of the poem. Same poem, but but a different um, aspect of, of the, the poem.
0: So, oh, yeah.
1: See, I didn't and even it, think uh,
0: about the part about the reader. I was yeah. more just like, yeah. I, okay, that makes sense. I like more to sense.
1: tell a story. I like mine to tell a story. You know, the, it has to be. Um, Uh, a beginning and a middle and an ending. Just like if you're just reading a book, so. um, And I find that works, you know, it works better than trying to, you know, just think of words that rhyme and, you know, and make something. So I can't, it may take me, um, sometimes I can do it depending on where my my mind, my head is. Um, Some things come easily, some Um, come easily and I can finish in 20 minutes and I can write a whole book. Sometimes yeah. it takes me two days or three days. One took, one, one has taken a year. It, I mean, it, it, I finished it, but, and this was what, um, a year or so ago? But this year, there I, I, I had another edition to go, to, to that I wanted to put with that. And it made it so complete, you, you know? know? It made it totally complete. So I'm like, yeah. And this was centered around the, um, The George Floyd incident, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, I try to do you know, write different things. Community, whether it involves the community, whether it uh, it's it's from um, a nature um, aspect, um, and you know, the sun, the moon, the stars, the trees, whatever, uh, or it's just from um, the spiritual side, Mm -hmm. you know, the human being of what word can I find to rhyme with this Mm. it's about finding a word that complements this whole sentence but makes sense in what I'm trying to say makes sense in the sentence Um, so sometimes it is a, a matter of researching a word that means what I'm trying to imply in the sentence and um and oftentimes it comes out in a way that it rhymes, so you know. Um, so I don't know, but it's not. It's you know, it's not a quest to see what words I can, you know, rhyme with. Okay. And so I have to look in dictionaries and. Yeah, I have, look a, up <coughs> <coughs> I have a rhyming
0: dictionary. I have a.
1: And, and well, yeah. not a, not so much a rhyming dictionary, but an explanation <coughs> of the words that I'm I'm going to use that fits into you know, the idea of, of the poem,
0: right?
1: and um, so yeah, but you, you're right, it does, um, and I don't know, and this, I guess, over a period of time, it just seems easier to, to mm-hmm. do it that way. Then free verse, I guess, if, if you can call it that, um, or um, what is that, uh, you hear not young people when they go to these programs and, and they just, I guess rap if you will or, <laughs> i don't know um and i guess that is free verse or and and they're, and they're talking and they're and they're saying things but and sometimes I, I don't really understand what they're saying but for me it's like it may be true as to what they're saying but there's no point there's no end to it it, it goes on and it goes on and it goes on and on and on and on and um so for me it's better, I feel for me it's better to have a beginning and end and a conclusion. It's just, it should tell a story mm-hmm. from its point to its end. So this way it's, it's not for me a whole lot of excess, you know, words mm-hmm. and, you know, and there's some things that are so obvious in this world that we know are happening. And, um, and it doesn't always need to be said, but I like, <clears throat> to, I like to try to find a solution you know, think of think that I'm finding a solution in what I'm writing. So, if I say, well, um, the ozone, for this for instance, the ozone is in crisis. Everybody knows the ozone is, is is having a problem, right? Everybody knows that natural disasters are on the rise. Okay, common knowledge. So, at the end of it all, you know, and it may not be, and it's not a solution to the problem, of course, but it's. Again, an eye opener, you know. And if the question is asked, well, why are all these things happening? Why this? Why that? You know, why is this world? And then we look at the things that are happening, okay, that are making us, that are making people, you know, insane, that are making people, you know, go over the deep, you know, over the edge or drink or do drugs or whatever it is they do. These are the things that are happening in our planet. So we just resort to the easy way out, I think, sometimes, some people, uh, as opposed to trying to find a solution to these things. These are real things that are happening. And um, so, yeah. You know.
0: Okay. Would you mind sharing that one?
1: Oh, this one? Yes. Oh, OK. <laughs> OK, this one is called The Living Planet. The ozone is in crisis. Natural disasters are on the rise. Global warming looms on the horizon and pollution fills our skies. A constant burning of fires, oceans begin their swell. The earth will upheave its secrets of stories it longs to tell. A pandemic shadows the planet, hovering like a shroud. A pendulum swinging between breath and death and man is not standing so proud. Nations are at a standstill. The threat of war taps at the door. The oppressed hope to find a safe place, but for most, there are no more. Human dignity is diminished. Gross encroachment on the rights of others. Protectors of the weak some profess to be, yet hate still divides each other. Quell the injustice to humanity. Hear the hearts of those who cry. And as the world teeters on insanity, just look at the reasons why. Wow.
0: Force yourself to find something beautiful in everything you do, and you will only do beautiful things. Mir, Ezra. Since June 2021, Olivia Mohammed has been a featured writer in the Community Press newspaper in Fort Myers, Florida where she has a monthly contribution in a poetry column titled The Poetry Corner. She also has a book of poetry available called Thoughtful Reflections and is currently at work on her second book of poetry. (laughs) What subjects do you teach?
1: Oh, well, all. The, oh, the You have English to teach uh, so you
0: know, teacher, everything?
1: What, the, what the teacher, whatever the, 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 the home teacher leaves, if she's not there, obviously she won't be there from there. But um, whatever she leaves, I, I always find, um, follow the course, follow whatever it is she left. So it could be English. It, it's a combination of all three or four, actually. So a little reading, a little math, a little English. Um, then they have resource. Uh, then they have a recess, and then they might have. Um, well, they will have lunch. Um, so it's a combination of, of things.
0: You, know. um, you being a writer, do you teach any kind of writing writing class?
1: Oh, you know what? Well, when you say writing, are you tell me, are you speaking of poetry writing?
0: Just I. Well, I remember um, in school. Uh, well, I always kind of like wrote and dibbled and dabbled as a little kid but I remember specifically when um the Challenger blew up mm-hmm. the space shuttle because we had a thing where you could see it you could see the um because Cape Canaveral was on the east side of Florida and we're mm-hmm. on the west side so when it crossed over you could you could see it in the sky mm-hmm. and I remember it was like a um every time there was a space um a shuttle a shuttle launch uh it was like a little thing that we did at school mm-hmm. our teacher was take us out so we can see the shuttle mm-hmm. and I remember that particular day we kept waiting and waiting and waiting mm-hmm. at the time we didn't know that it had exploded up. Mm-hmm. it you know exploded so we go, we come back in and we get word that the space shuttle blew up and so they they played it on t- on television mm-hmm. and um I was in it was Miss Miller's class and but she wanted us in that moment to write what we were feeling mm-hmm. and I was wondering like do you um like if you see a kid going through something like do you encourage cuz I know with writing for myself I use it as an emotional outlet to get my, mm-hmm. my feelings out. Have you ever had to like, you know, set a kid aside and say, "Hey, just just write, just get it, get get those emotions out."
1: Well, um, no, exactly. Um, if it's a, if it's a traumatic sort of a situation that may have happened during the course of the day, um, I think that's um, would be handled a different way. Um, since the, um, and if that is not a part of the the the, the lesson plan mm-hmm. then i kind of tend, i tend to stay away from just doing whatever you know i feel like i think i might want to do mm-hmm. with that child so if it's something that's you know a problem for the child or something an event that's um, causing that child to be upset or cry or you know um my, I, I would generally even know for the teacher, but if it gets to a point where the child is not um, functioning in the classroom, then I, my, my choices are either call a guidance counselor, you know, to maybe come and speak with that child and and see what the case might be, oh. and that and that saves a lot of problems later on down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because. It could be something personal. It could be something, some home event, some, you know, something that um, may not be my concern at that moment. I mean, if he's not hurt, he's not blading or, you know, passing out or anything like that, you know. But um, so I would kind of pass that on to the guidance counselor and let her handle it the way she thinks best. Because she might have to call the parent. She might, mm. And maybe she already knows something about this particular child that I don't know, you know, so... I think that for me would be the best
0: recourse. Oh. So I know I think some of them, even the guidance counselors, um, you know, they just sometimes they want the kid to ass- assess what they're so they will like they'll you know have either even drawing they'll just like yeah, draw you yeah. know they're like they're yeah. like just tell me how you're feeling like like mm-hmm. and the kids like either drawing or they're writing something. Yeah, and
1: so and, and they would do that, and but in a classroom full of so many kids, mm-hmm. and just to have one, you know getting this, you know, attention and uh-huh. trying to, you know, that child may not feel so inclined to want to do that in with so many kids in the room. Because now everyone is focused on, on on the child now. Like, oh, what's wrong with him? And, you know, and, can I do that too? Can I write something? So then you've got a whole other, uh-huh. you know, thing. So, so if it's a troubling thing for this child, then for me the, the best solution would be let, you know, The guidance counselor handle that and uh, because you know again it it may be just a phone call to the parent it could be you know anything for the moment and then the child can come back to the room and just you know be as happy as you know along you know so i know people
0: can be judgmental and difficult but if you shut yourself away from the world, you'll never see how beautiful it really is. Imania Margria. Any last thoughts you want to share
1: before we conclude? Um. No, this was fun. <laughs> this was interesting. This
0: was different. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, at the beginning of this episode, I was reflecting on My, um, my triggering moment when I saw the, uh, Sandra Bullock episode, the unforgivable. And, um, I was like, I was like, what is going on with me? So a friend of mine, uh, she advised me. She's like, listen, just, just write something. Just get the emotions out. Just whatever comes to your mind. Don't try to fight don't try to fight it back, just, just, just write, um, so I was writing, and wiping away tears, and trying to process all this stuff, and, um, because the other day, I saw a guy sitting on a corner, um, and I didn't know if he was homeless or not, but he just, he had a look to him, but again, I got triggered, and Um, I just think my emotions surrounding the homeless and, um, you know, people who, um, seem down a lot. I guess I'm just very, my emotions are still raw at this point. I'm kind of sensitive, but I want to share with you all what I wrote, um, immediately after watching that movie. It's not long, but, um, I don't know. I just feel like, Sometimes it's best to share because maybe perhaps my words can touch somebody. I don't know what. Everyone's going through something, of course. We're human. But, um, well, obviously we're human. But you never know what can touch somebody. So I want to share with you all immediately what I wrote. So here it is. My heart has memories I thought were lost. My eyes have wells behind them that won't stop. My pain is recognizable even as I currently don't recognize myself. It's this conscious memory. I thought you were gone, but you came back with a vengeance. I thought you were dead, but you are very much alive. I am still here. I am still here. It's nice to be alive. Sometimes it's hard to process not having someone to protect me, to look after me. Am I new with this? Feeling. No, but I need someone to talk to. If you live off a man's compliments, you will die from his criticism. Cornelius Lindsay. Thank you again for tuning into another episode of the conversation peace podcast i am your humble host akila requesting that you join me again so until then be safe love and value yourself so that you can love and value others i bid you adieu with the greeting as salaam alaikum peace be with you